Okay, that this is gonna sound unprofessional, but like he knows, he looks like he knows wood. <laughs> is that? But you, do you know what I mean? Like, like for example, Sarah, you look at Nick Offerman. I know this sounds crude, but I think I'm right. Oh my god! You look I, at Nick Offerman, you're like, I think that guy's good with wood, wood in his hands. And oh I know god. that sounds bad, but like, I'm laughing so hard I have a stitch in my side. <laughs> like. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're here, you made it to us, you love romantic comedies, which is great news. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have The, the Duff. Duff! And wherever you're listening, make sure you follow. Um, a great way to... Kind of continue the conversation with the pod, become, you know, part of the RCR fam. So follow us on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. In fact, I don't have a review or a message from our Instagram account to read to you today because we are launching, for the first time ever, the Romcom Rewind presents the Battle of Rom Competence. We have chosen one of you, one of you listening right now. To join us for the first ever it's it's a trivia game it's a battle between you and i'll explain more later on but um yeah we're actually gonna have one of you a member of our rcr fam on the pod and we're gonna play a little trivia game later on and we're gonna we're gonna launch this game with you and if you're listening thinking hey i, I want to be on my favorite podcast hopefully we're that favorite podcast i'm <laughs> rather presumptuous with that but but if you do want to be on just fire us a dm on instagram at romcom rewind so that's later on but the duff school season's back in. I think everywhere. You know, there's staggered starts depending on where geographically you live, but I think everybody's back in school now, which is why we're doing our 2015 high school teen romantic comedy, The Duff, directed by Ayer Sandel, uh, based on the 2010 novel by Cody Keplinger. The Duff is the story of Bianca, played by Mae Whitman, who I loved on Arrested Development. She was so funny. She was, she was in Arrested Development? Yeah, she was... George Michael's like girlfriend who no, she wasn't. Yes, she was. Was she? She was. Oh yes, she was. She was. Okay. The funniest thing about this exchange right she now. Wanted to, I I know exactly who I'm thinking of instead, and it's very wrong. Okay. <laughs> the reason why this is really funny is because, because they make the yes, jokes on the show yes. that she's so unremarkable. People are like, oh, <laughs> You've got a girlfriend? And he's like, we've been dating forever. And he's like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, can I bring Anne? Who? Anne. You know, she's she's the girl I'm kind of hanging out with. I haven't met him. Yes, you have. Michael had met Anne. Let her in. She, that's that's her right over there. Anne. Her name's Anne. Anne, that's right. <laughs> Literally, her name is Anne. But she was also in the Netflix um, TV series Good Girls. Okay. Most recently. Okay. She was really good in that. She's also in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, which she we is. need to have on our list. Um, <laughs> we do. <laughs> so that is who plays Bianca is our high school senior from Atlanta. She has two best friends, Jess and Casey played by Skylar Samuels and Bianca Santos. After an abrupt run in with Bianca's heartthrob of a neighbor, she doesn't think he's a heartthrob, but he is Sarah can. Oh God. Yeah. For that. Uh, Wesley, pay, played by Robbie Amell, um, and his girlfriend Madison, played by Bella Thorne. Bianca learns a terrible truth about her life. Bianca is the the duff of her friend group. The designated ugly fat friend is how they quote it in the movie. 
Uh, Upon learning this, Bianca kind of ditches her friends, sets out with Wesley to reclaim her identity and also score a date with Toby Tucker, played by Nick Eversman. That's your lead in for The Duff. What are your thoughts? I'm still laughing because I just actually IMDb'd her. Mae Whitman? Yes, to to make sure. Oh my God. (laughs) That she played Anne. like, are you actually sure that she... I do remember somebody played Anne, but I just wanted to make sure that it was her. And it was her. You know what? That should be a credit to Mae Whitman because her character was supposed to be like as beige as possible. And the fact that you're like, oh my shit, God. was it her? That's great. That that means she nailed that role. And I also think she nailed this role. But I'll, I'll get to it. You You start off. Do you want to know how many episodes she was in? Uh, I, I, okay. Uh, I'm going to say eight. She was in 18. 18 episodes? Yeah, there was only, of the original series, was there not only three seasons? Like, yeah, three seasons, then Netflix started doing yeah, more. Yeah, so like, that's a lot of episodes. Like I said, credit poor, to her. Poor Anne. The joke was that she was so unremarkable, it's <laughs> so forgettable, and we forgot, I forgot 10 episodes of her. <laughs> you forgot she even I existed. Forgot she did. Oh my God. Okay. Let's talk about labels. The classics still exist. Jock, geek, rocker, mean girl. Sorry. But what I didn't know was I had a brand new label. Where are your girls at? It's actually not my job to give you intel on my best friends. It kind of is, though, as they're duff. Sorry, as they're what? Duff. D-U-F-F. Designated ugly fat friend. What did you just say to me? Every group of friends has one. You know, the one who doesn't look as good, thus making their friends look better. The one who's easy to talk to because no one's trying to get with them. You friended up. Good talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Duff. I think this movie is great. I like it because there's the true high school tropes that are in all of the high school rom-coms. But I like the fresh take that they do kind of do a little bit of a makeover on her, but not... She's still herself in the end. And she goes back to her true self at the very end of the movie as well. Spoiler alert. Um, I love Robbie Amell. I thought May was great in this as well. Um, Bella Thorne. I mean, (laughs) she was fine. I don't think I like her as an, as an actress, like to, as, as a whole. Um, but, but yeah, it was a fun movie. It was a fun high school, you know, September rom-com that we did. I thought it was, I thought it was a good watch and I, I love it every time I see it. I agree. I think this, this is great. I think this film did a great job of taking on the weirdness and quirkiness of Bianca's character. Um, how the audience can be a part of that strange and odd the, like the daydreams that she has where yeah. she's like seeing uh, Wesley like in the mirror and stuff. Just the, they did a great job of like putting you in her head. And and as well, there were like some color pops. Not that it looked comic book ish, but it did kind of remind me a little bit of Scott Pilgrim versus the world where there were a few moments where there was just color on the screen kind of like drawn on there. And it was like, oh, wow, this is it just it felt like you were in her head a little bit more than most rom-coms, which I really appreciated. I think they did a great they did a great job of ex- executing that yeah. kind of vision. And, and, it, and they did a really great job at the inner monologue pieces as well. The inner monologues were so funny and so silly at times. Yeah. And you have the, the daydreams where she's like making it with Toby, just like grabbing his face. And I'm like, this isn't happening. And then it <laughs> snaps back to what's actually <laughs> happening. Like, right. That funny though. Yeah. Very funny. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, like God, this is, good. 
there's not a whole lot of po- holes to poke in this movie. It's just like a good, fun, teen high school rom-com. Like, it's just good and fun. The movie opens with Bianca and her friends, her two girlfriends, walking down a high school hallway. Some guys are talking about them near their lockers. Bianca's besties are hot, and everyone sees them as these, like, two single girls who everyone wants to be with. Jess has the hottest ass. Casey has the hottest rack. Bianca has the hottest friends. Yeah. We also meet the mean girl, Madison, who's played by Bella Thorne, who invites Bianca's friends to a party, but not Bianca. Her her friends are very good friends, and they do quickly fix that and make sure that Bianca's invited. There's also the stereotypical clicks at the very beginning that we see, you know, she points out everybody kind of thing in their groups and everything. I do love that. It's such a trope now that I, I expect it in a high school rom-com. Oh, you love like the, oh, there's the so-and-sos well, and the so-and-sos over there. I love that you know it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you're like, okay, well, here comes the clicks. Like, here <laughs> yeah, it it's the conversation. About so clicks. it's like a love-hate relationship with that. We find out that Bianca and her besties are part of the high school newspaper and Bianca has been giving been given an article to write about homecoming. Homecoming is upcoming. Their teacher has been has asked her to write what homecoming means to her. And she doesn't even want to go to homecoming, so it's a very bad task to ask of her. Her teacher being one of my favorite people on the series community actually Ken Jeong. Yes. Who in real life I find this so fascinating is actually a surgeon or yeah. something like that. Like, no, he, no, no. He is a surgeon. He is a, he surgeon. Is a licensed surgeon. That leads me into 10 actors who have had other careers prior to Hollywood. Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Can I make a guess? Um, ben McKenzie, who we know from the OC. Yeah. Ryan Atwood, I want to say. <laughs> um, also on Gotham. He like, I literally just saw an interview with him talking about like, like, doesn't he have like a business degree at some like very notable school? Yes. Yeah, so he went to University of Virginia uh, where he majored in foreign affairs and economics. Okay. And he has two books that he's written, Easy Money, Kip, uh, Cryptocurrency and Casino Capitalism <laughs> and the Age of, in um, the Golden Age of Fraud. So I guess three books, but yeah. Who knew? I know. The, the Commissioner Gordon from Gotham was going to write some friggin' here's what you need Who to know knew? about cryptocurrency guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, who else? Steve Buscemi. He was a firefighter. Yes. When he was 18 years old, he took the test and he served in Manhattan's Little Italy for four years. He also returned as a firefighter when 9-11 happened. Wanda Sykes. She was a government procurement specialist and worked for NSA for five years. And she is so funny. Yes. Yeah, did she, she do that like while she was acting and like stuff? Or I think she did before? stand up, but like I think... Yeah, she was not, she did not make that her full-time job. That's so funny. Yeah, like acting wasn't her full-time job. Yeah. Danny DeVito was a hairdresser at his sister's salon right out of high school. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) I can't picture Danny DeVito doing hair. (laughs) I actually can. Can you? I don't know why. (laughs) I cannot. I absolutely cannot. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't he, like, he's got the voice. He's like, how tall is he? 5'1"? Yeah, I mean, maybe he'd be perfect for little kid's hair. Massive. St- yeah, yeah, he'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, Hugh Jackman was a phys ed teacher in the late 1980s during a gap year that he took. So he decided to teach during that year. Have you seen the interview with... So there's like a reporter 
who used to be one of his students, and he was at a red carpet thing, yes. and Hugh Jackman goes by, and he's about to ask a question. Uh, how are you? How are you? It's good to see you too. How are you, man? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, I mean, uh, you're getting an award tonight for contribution yeah. to uh, film and stage. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about that? And what do you I think feel good, but Rollo, I'm sorry, man. We go way back. I used to teach you at high school in PE, and I want to know how your physical education is progressing. It's very important to me. <laughs> you guys don't know that, but this man here... <laughs> yes, I used to teach you at Uppingham School in London. Yes, that's right. Oh, no! How is your education going? Oh, it's going great. Did I set you up for life? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. definitely. I run. Anyway, yeah. back to the festival. <laughs> You've got a nice shade of red there, Rollo. Wow, as if you would remember that. I do know that he made a point to, like, put to memory all of the students he had. Oh, that's... Yeah. Honestly... Hugh Jackman's one of those people you see and you're like, I feel like he's a nice guy. And then you hear stories like this. You're like, I f yeah, that's exactly <laughs> on brand for what I imagine in my head. Nicole Kidman was a massage therapist. Really? Yes. Okay. So she did this when she was 17 because her mother was sick uh, with cancer and they couldn't afford a masseuse. So, um, or massage therapist, I should say. And so she went and took the course and yeah, was a licensed massage therapist. Wow. Mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg was a morgue uh, beautician. Okay. Wow. Yeah. She has like a, had a license and everything. And she also worked uh, as a bank teller and a bricklayer before going into acting. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whole life before acting for sure. Uh, Christopher Walken. Can you guess what he was? I can. This is the thing. I read this and I was like, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I can see it. Christopher Walken. No, that's not his voice. Um, <laughs> I like uh, all I can picture is him murdering people or at the very least glaring at people. So I'm going to think like the maybe like the MTO, like he's the one slowly going through people in line at like the Ministry of Transportation oh my God, or something. Like the sloth you know? from Zootopia. It's, I'm thinking the sloth from Zootopia, but with like an edge. Like okay. he's mean to you. Um, it does involve animals. Not oh. a sloth though. He was a lion tamer. Oh my God. I could see it. He was, I could yeah, definitely right? see it. Right? Yes. He was 16 years old Um, and it was a traveling circus. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Harrison Ford was a carpenter. Oh, okay. That this is gonna sound unprofessional, but like he knows, he looks like he knows wood. <laughs> is that? But you, do you know what I mean? Like, like for example, Sarah, you look at Nick Offerman. I know this sounds crude, but I think I'm right. Oh my god! You look I've, at Nick Offerman, you're like, I think that guy's good with wood, wood in his hands. And oh I know god. that sounds bad, but like, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I have a stitch in my side. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's not just a crude joke, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it, and you'll be like, I think Devin's right. Well, you know what? Nick Offerman has that like uh, that TV show with, with Amy, Amy Poehler. Yeah, and yeah. it is really good. And he is good Make, with wood. Making it, making it. Sure. Yeah, whatever. it's a really good one. Okay, but that is how he got the Han Solo gig. But, yeah, because he was working as a carpenter in the same building that the interv interviews were happening for Star Wars. <laughs> he just walked and in. And George like, <laughs> saw him, and, and yeah. <laughs> That's, that's how I got amazing. it. That's exactly how I imagine Harrison Ford getting it. Because I feel <laughs> totally, like totally. I feel like you see him and I, he doesn't need to act for anybody. Well, exactly. I feel like Harrison Ford, every time he's doing anything, like he could be anywhere else in the world. I think he just started <laughs> acting and he's like, uh, I guess I'll do this for a few years. And now he's still doing it. And he's like, they just keep on paying me money, guys. I don't know. Like, I'm Why just... would he ever stop? <laughs> Why would you? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And finally, we have John Hamm. He was a high school drama teacher. And one of his former students was is actress uh, Ellie Kemper, and they appeared together 
uh, on the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt TV oh, show on Netflix. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you didn't have um, one person I'll add to the list. Okay. Cal Penn. He did this after acting. Remember the guy from Harold and Kumar? Oh, yeah. He uh, was hired by Barack Obama's uh, team to be the White House Office of Public Engagement and in- Intergovernmental Affairs. Wow. Oh, he was the associate director of that. So like, that's what he, everybody's like, oh, where's that funny guy gone? Like he was just working for Barack Obama <laughs> for like guy? eight years. <laughs> he like would insert jokes into his speeches. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't even, I said a bunch of words to you. I have no idea what they mean or what he did, but he worked there. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so let's get back into it. Bianca's sad because she doesn't have a date to homecoming and really wants to be asked by Toby, who in her words is maze balls. <laughs> Some of these words that she uses or that are in this movie are so 2015. So 2015, actually. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. So we also meet Wesley Rush, who is her neighbor and drives her nuts. But he is the hottest thing ever. And all the girls in the high school love him, including his former girlfriend, Madison, who's very jealous. So Bianca's getting ready for the party. There's this party that's coming up because it's Madison's birthday and her friends are to, are trying to help her get dressed, but she just wants to dress in her normal party shirt, which literally says party shirt, which is absolutely terrible. And at the party, we see Wesley and Bianca, they're talking and she finds out that in her friend group, Bianca is the duff designated ugly fat friend. Everyone asks questions about her friend, her friends, and this is where Wesley kind of shows, like, yeah, you are the tough. Sorry, is there what? Duff. D-U-F-F. Designated ugly fat friend. What did you just say to me? It's not like a big deal, okay? I mean, like, every group of friends has one, you know, the one who doesn't look as good, thus making their friends look better, the one who's who's approachable and, and easy to talk to because no one's trying to get in their pants. And if you don't know who it is, chances are it's you. And then she realizes, and she's so pissed, she throws a drink in his face and leaves the party. It's kind of like she's there. Um, she's like the manager of the band. If you want to book the band, you you want to date one of these girls, you got to talk to Bianca first. She's, oh, are they single? What are their interests? She has like the, the cheat sheet on them. She's the gateway too. Yeah. Like people talk about how you date up or you date down. She friended up in this yeah. case. So back at home, she still can't believe that she's the duff. She starts looking up what a duff is. She goes through, she starts to go through these five stages of being a duff or grief. <laughs> and the next day at school, she realizes that without her best friends, Jess and Casey, she is nothing. Her best friends made her this, made her into being a duff. But turns out they don't even know what a duff is. And they're just actually nice people. But she decides that she doesn't care. She's invisible. And unfriends her best friends because she needs to break free and not be a duff anymore. Bianca realizes that every friend group has a duff. And this is kind of when we see the other, you know, high school clicks, All the clicks. again. There's um, the goth du- duff and there's the, yeah, there's even a teacher duff. There is. Oh my God. Yeah. That was so funny. Cause there probably is. <laughs> You know, is there a little introspective piece oh, to this God. movie where you like think about your friend groups and you're like, oh, right, of that friend group, so and so's the duff? <laughs> did, did, did you? No, I didn't. 
Okay. I didn't. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Totally. Totally. For my, like for our friend group, I feel like everybody brings something different to the table and it is not being a designated ugly fat friend. So. Well, to be fair, it does change when you start being married and having kids. (laughs) Those designations go out the window a little bit. Like we're not. In high school. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. uh, Yeah. So as Bianca's leaving school, she runs into Toby and he, and she has a daydream of making out with him. And then in reality, she can't even speak to him. And this is the first kind of like daydream situation that we see. And it is like over the top. They're like frolicking and they're just like making out. And she like grabs his face and it's just like all like this sweaty mess. And then in reality, she just can barely say two words to him and like then runs off. Bianca comes up with the plan that she wants to not be a duff anymore. And she wants to be able to ask Toby out to the homecoming dance. So she asks her neighbor, Wesley, to make her dateable and she'll help tutor him because he is failing a class. And if he doesn't get his grades up in that class, then he can't continue to play football. Wesley brings her to the mall and she thinks he's absolutely crazy, but he's actually onto something. She needs to start dressing more put together than, as he says, Wreck-It Ralph. If I wanted to go shopping and talk about girly stuff, I could have done that with Jess and Casey. I need you to give me real talk. Real talk? You got a uniboob, your posture sucks, and your clothes fit weird because you wear the wrong size bra. Boom. Real talk. I watch a lot of Project Runway. What's up? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> then comes the try-on montage, which, like, you know me. I love a good, like, dress-up montage. This one was weird. But it's Very also... Very weird. Yeah. It's also... Yeah, it's just really secondhand embarrassment. It, But it's also on brand for her. Like, Bianca's character is weird and zany. And this is where we're like, okay, hey, let's... Let's ratchet that up to a 10 because she is pretty weird. And here's where we're going to display how weird she is. Her yes. like with the mannequin talking to oh Toby. Oh my God, that was a lot. Taking his taking the mannequin's arm and putting it around her. We see it all on a video because Madison's friend is there in the mall taping this whole entire situation. And after they're in the food court and Wesley tells Bianca to go over to a guy sitting by himself and get his number. She's like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. He convinces her to go and do that. And the guy is eating a hot dog. (laughs) And it is, again, another awkward situation where she makes a wiener joke. He thought he was on like a game show. He's like, am I getting punked right now? Which was really funny. I know. And she doesn't. Look at her cameras around here. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) And poor Bianca. But she doesn't end up getting his number, which is probably a good thing. But then Wesley comes up with a another, I guess, game where she has to speak to 15 guys. Doesn't have to get their numbers or anything like that, but just actually has to go up and talk to 15 guys. So another montage. We have another montage of her going up and getting turned down by 15 guys. She ends up, though, talking to um, a guy who works in the mall, and they actually hit it off, and she gets his number, number 21. So she went even above and beyond the 15 that she had to talk to. Bianca goes to school, and someone releases this video to the song um, Selfie, and it is very embarrassing. So the song Selfie must have been really big during this time. Must have been huge back then. Mm -hmm. The video has been viewed over 21,000 times, and Bianca is absolutely embarrassed and ashamed and thinks that Wesley was the one that did it. Jess, her one of her best friends, or former best friends at this time, is a hacker. Who knew? 
I mean, we kind of did, but uh, takes it down for her, even though they aren't currently friends. The whole school has been put under martial law for their their cell phones, and they all have to give up their phones at the beginning of class or the beginning of each day, and they'll get them back at the end of the day. When Bianca goes to confront Wesley about this, one of his friends comes up with a dummy and starts pretending to make out with it. And Bianca just looks at Wesley and says, are you going to do anything And all he says to her is, oh, did you get a new bra? Your boobs look really good. So clearly he doesn't want to admit that they even have anything to do with each other at this point. Bianca's still nothing or invisible. After school, Wesley goes over to her house to apologize. And Bianca punches him in the face and then, of course, lets him in. We also find out that obviously it was Madison who released the video. And it turns out that he did beat up some people who were making fun of Bianca for her. One person who we have somehow not mentioned this entire time. Okay. Allison Janney, who is a a fantastic actress. She plays the mom in this movie, Dottie Piper, Bianca's mom. And she's kind of going through her own thing. I guess, you know, she went through this big breakup, which, you know, I I have a few more notes on later. But uh, the mom went through a breakup and now she's kind of like a self-help person. She wrote a book and everything. And she's also getting back on the wagon for dating. A really funny moment happens, though, because Bianca has to help her with like dating apps. And she's like, yeah, like I'm on Christian Mingle and I'm on this and that. <laughs> she mentions some some stupid dating apps that she's on. But more or less, Bianca <laughs> helps her with her dating app. Right. So I have a game for you. OK. We've talked about weird dating apps before. Yes. But now I want to do it as a game. OK. Love this. The name of the game is I have for you. Yeah. A list of weird, strange, and real (laughs) dating apps. Okay. I have also made up fake (laughs) dating apps and I'm squeezing them in. So so here's the game. It's the one of these are fake and two of them are real. Okay, I love this. You need to find the one fake. And I'll even I'll do you one better because I think I nailed this, Sarah. All right. I will allow you to ask one question per round about one of these dating apps. Okay, how many rounds are there? Um, I don't know. Five, okay, four, okay. five, Love something it. like that. Oh my God, I can't okay. wait. <clears throat> Starting with <laughs> zombie passions. Oh my God. <laughs> or stereo softies. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> or this dating app, seven or better. <laughs> you get to ask one question. So feel free to ask a question about any of those and I will answer. Oh my God. But there's a fake one in there somewhere. And you listening, you can play along whichever one you think is fake. Okay, so what does the second one entail? Stereo softies. Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, It's just for audiophiles, like people with a love of music, but also like collecting things. Oh, so Um, they don't actually date. Oh no, they date. Oh, they date. But it's like people with those interests. Like you have that stupid stereo dance tip from like the 1920s. Stereo softies presumably stereo would be softies? like, wow, hey, like I've got a cool piece like that. Yeah. I would never. That's fake. Yeah, you're right. It is fake. You know what I was hoping you were going to ask me about? What? Seven or better. Okay, seven or better. That's a real one. Do you know what that pertains to? I feel like you you would really have to have a lot of self-confidence thinking that you're a seven or better. So you, I think we're talking about two different things, which is why I wanted you to ask oh, wait, me about it. Seven inches or better? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> you're kidding. I'm so glad. You're so sweet and innocent, Sarah. You you thought it's like I'm ranking myself a seven? Yes. No, no. We're we're talking quantity of inches, baby. Quantity. And um, yeah. In this in this uh, dating app, qu- quantity is better than quality. 
D- d- yeah, of number Clearly. of inches. Yeah, exactly. It's for uh, well-endowed men who are having trouble finding women who can handle them and also women who are oh looking for... Oh, my God. And the Magnum just won't <clears throat> fit. It's <laughs> what they always say, right? Every guy always says it. Is it true, though? That's where we find out oh at seven or better. Um, I feel like one of their dating picks, like that could get really like 18 plus because would it have to have a photo of it? I'm glad you're going through this because because maybe there's no photo, but there needs to be a quality control person. And they're For like, sure. is there just somebody on this site being like, send me your dick? And then like, oop, not quite. <laughs> like, who's gatekeeping oh, sorry. this thing? From the photo, you're just not quite there. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Try again next year. God. Oh, man. Okay. The great question, Sarah. <clears throat> the next three. All right. We have uh, Furry Mate. Okay. Sea Captain Date. Okay. The IT Connection. The IT Connection. One question you Furry can ask. Mate, IT Connection, and what's the second, what's the third one? Sea uh, Captain Date. Sea Captain Date. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me more about the Sea Captain Date? Yeah. So what they say is, why date the pirate when you can date the captain? If you have this very specific profession in mind for your husband, a match is waiting to be made. So it's connecting people who want to date captains of ships, I guess. That's what I'm gathering. That is hilarious. Yeah. Um, the IT connection. Oh, they just sound really good. Hey, I nailed I it this time. Yeah, you really did. IT connection is fake. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yes. Gosh, you're right. Good job, It's Sarah. really good, but I do I do believe furry mates, yeah, would be real. <laughs> we don't need to a- ask or answer correct. any questions yes. regarding that. Yeah, yeah. and then um, the captain one, I feel like there are people out there who would specifically want to date the, the, the IT connection. I was making that up for no, like IT professionals who you know want to date other IT because professionals. Some people in IT, not all, but some people have trouble meeting other people. Oh. And so I actually think that that Absolutely. is a great idea. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, like if this doesn't exist, we should. Yeah. You were onto something. But the captain one, I almost said that that one was fake. Okay. How about these three? Uh, 420 singles. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Mushroom Love Kingdom <laughs> or Women Behind Bars. <laughs> okay, Women Behind Bars is 100% true. Okay. <laughs> What's the second one? The Mushroom Love Kingdom. Okay, 420 singles is obviously let's at 420 get together. Is it all the people who like want to meet who are high? Do you like to blaze on 420 <laughs> and many other days of the year? Look no further for someone to spend your next high with. Oh my God. No, see, I believe that that's true. I believe that that's real. Can you tell me the other two again? Uh, Women Behind Bars and the Mushroom Love Kingdom. I wa- Okay, I will say I want to believe that the Mushroom, what is it, Love Kingdom yeah, is yeah. fake, but I feel like it might be real, but I'm going to say it's fake. Okay, you're right. You're it's right. Fake? It is fake. Yes. Yeah. Just too weird. For people who like shrooms, I thought with 420 and shrooms. But then that's why I thought you'd maybe think a woman behind bars was fake. No, no, Um, no. I feel like that's a real thing. How about these three? Okay. Sizzle, which is spelt with two Zs. Like sizzle. Sizzle. Yeah, yeah, similar. Um, Sizzle. (laughs) Jason's join up and, and naturist passion. What is Jason's join up? That sounds culty. Uh, could be. 
Are you a fan of Friday the 13th? But oh, specifically... Okay, I was thinking some dude named Jason started this. So specifically, it's like, if you're just like a horror fan, but also it, there's like some context where like, if you find Jason to be attractive, like big brooding Jason. So I guess it's like just that's, horror fans. That's or, horrifying. Yeah, it horrifying? is pretty horrifying. That's I horrifying. think some people might be into that. I don't know. That's great. Yeah. Which one's fake? <laughs> that, that's great that's for great. them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are they again? <laughs> There's Sizzle, Jason's Join Up, and Naturist Passion. Jason's Join. No. Mm. I feel like Sizzle is like, they're trying to, like, I feel like people rebrand to just have like one word. So it's just like easy, you know? So it's hot. Yeah. yeah. So Sizzle's real. Yep. And then um, Jason's join up. Oh, no, that's really weird. Mm. There's a lot of weird ones on this. Uh, uh, in the and whole. And th- the third one is. Naturist passion. No, I feel like Naturist passion is real. Jason's join up is fake. Yeah, Jason's join up is fake. Yes. Good job. Good job. Can, can I tell you, sizzle is for people who like bacon. I was really hoping Stop. you were going to ask me about that because that one seems <laughs> like it should be fake. I'm sorry. How many people are like, I love bacon so much. <laughs> I need to align my bacon interests with somebody else. I was really hoping you were going to ask they me They exchange it. bacon recipes. Honest. Like, what, what do you guys do? Why is bacon that or much is, of your identity? Or is bacon used in their intimate life could be weird could be they oh they no. love bacon you know so much not going they want to be on I'm a dating not app for going it. down that path further. and naturist passion any idea what that's about oh like they really like the outdoors no it's for nudists i was also hoping you were going to ask me about that <laughs> i can only ask one question yeah i know you asked the wrong one god because then i thought i could hide the jason thing better um, and those are, those are the ones. Can I, can oh I give you the honorable mentions? Absolutely. Uh, Amish dating. I wanted to put in here somewhere just because I find it funny. I didn't know, like, can Amish people use dating apps? I don't know. Uh, hot sauce <laughs> passions is a thing connecting people who hot like sauce hot sauce. Passions. Uh, bristler. B R I S T L R. It's for bearded men and the people who want to date them. Wow. Yeah. There's also, it's, Kind of like Tinder, but it's spelled with a three. So it like it looks like it would read Ender, but maybe it's just Thrinder. It's for threesomes. That's right, all you need to I know. It's for threesomes. Yeah. Uh, Gluten free singles. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Another recipe sharing. Yeah, app. honestly, guys. <laughs> At least that is like a dietary restriction. Oh my the God. bacon things like you just freaking like bacon. Oh, I can't believe this it. doesn't need to be your whole thing. <laughs> uh, Tin dog lets you meet dog. Uh, like other dog owners in the area. Okay. Uh, wingman is for people who want to join the Mile High Club. Oh my god, there would be one for that. Yeah. Oh my. I, I'm god. I'm guessing you're on at an airport trying to see if there's somebody who wants to I bang you were gonna on say your flight. To me, I guess I'm guessing you're on it. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> All those say? sketchy flights Jeez. you just take out of the blue. <laughs> Where are you going, Sarah? <laughs> I'm just gonna take a flight. <laughs> Just going on a quick flight. Like, that's the thing. This isn't, like, an accessible app. It, it There's a time and a place where it's Right, possible. applicable. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's, it's got to be pilots and just trying to bang people at airports, right? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that travel all the time, though. Maybe, maybe. Bianca takes Wesley's advice and goes up to Toby and asks him out on a date. And he says, yeah, this Friday works for me. Let's do it. She runs off and she realizes that 
She's going to need help to prepare for the date. So she goes into the guy's locker room where they're all pretty much naked. And there's some good jokes here. It's quite funny. And sees Wesley uh, pretty much in the nude. Nice bud. And she's very distracted. You said that? Like such yes. a nice bud. <laughs> you sound like you're nervous around Robbie Amell. I would be. And he's just in a movie. I like would be. You sound like you're awkward around him already. Somehow. <laughs> nice bud, Robbie. I also wouldn't sound like that if I ever talked to him. Oh God! And I can say that because he was here filming a movie. Yeah, yeah. Physically, I Robbie could, was in town. I we could have run into. We should have reached out. To, yeah, he was at like the Good Life one time, apparently. So you could have just. Oh no, that was the other guy. That was the tall guy. Yeah, Tom Hopper. Tom Hopper was at that the was Good a different Life. Yeah, movie. No, that was no, the, that same, was the movie. same movie. That was yeah. the same movie. Yeah, they were here. Oh yeah, Tom anyway. Hopper and Robbie Amell in the same movie. That's <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Nice swoon. Uh, so the date is at Dave and Buster's, and this is kind of where Wesley suggests that Bianca says that the date will be. And they kind of do this, like, I don't know, they kind of do this skit where he helps her with the body language, with the seating, with the lighting piece, and goes through, like, you know, where to sit if they're at a table. So now she's all set for her, her date and on their way home, I guess, Bianca and Wesley go to a special place of hers after she goes over and overhears Wesley's parents fighting. They go to Think Rock and they have a deep conversation about their parents and Wesley ends up kissing Bianca. And we do think while watching this that Wesley has developed feelings for Bianca. Bianca plays it off that, oh, haha, so funny. I think I need to teach you how to kiss. Classic rom-com cliche. They're going to, the, the two love interests clearly love each other, but we're just going to, ha ha But I don't think Bianca knows that she loves Wesley yet. Yeah. She's, she's still obsessed with Toby. I think she's in the middle, maybe. And guess who is in the woods running and jogging? Madison's friend again, who. It's like a courts. stalker. Yeah, like, how is she everywhere? everywhere. She records Bianca and Wesley making out as Bianca is teaching Wesley how to kiss. And yeah, she gets it all on tape. Next day at school, Madison confronts Bianca with another video from her time at the mall and says that she's going to put it online so that everyone can watch it and it'll go viral again. And Bianca says, you know what, Madison, do what you want. I am not afraid of you anymore. She threatens Bianca, but she doesn't really care anymore. Because she says to to Madison, I don't even want to get with Wesley. So, like, go do whatever you need to do. And, of course, Madison's taken aback because that was all her leverage. It is the night of the date night. And Bianca gets ready and goes out and tries to talk to her mom, but gets a typical mom book reply, self-help book reply. <laughs> yeah. And on her way out, Wesley's sitting outside and shows Bianca that he passed a test in chemistry or science and got a B when he was really failing so clearly bianca's magic has worked and he's now passing bianca gets to toby's and she asks where he wants to go and it turns out that he has set the table for sushi has everything out even you know says that he's made the sushi and a really really cute date night for for them and while he's telling her a story she fantasizes about him again making out with him on the table and then mid makeout, it turns into wesley and wesley starts popping up as toby and she realizes oh my god do i have feelings for wesley my favorite scene in the mirror right she's yes. trying to psych herself up and wesley like it's 
just the way it's filmed is really funny. You get it him it's a really in the mirror scene. reflection, but then it jumps back to her and you can see that he's not actually beside her. It's, it was filmed in a very clever way, but it's also just, once again, these very clever shots where we get a, a glimpse into Bianca's mind. And we also get like the over-exaggerated version of Wesley too. Like yeah. it's it's all very, very funny, very clever, very good execution. The love jo- it. The jokes and the writing in this movie were really, really well done. Yeah. I loved them. So we do find out that Toby has duffed Bianca, that he invited her over, didn't even make the sushi, all to get Jess and Casey's phone numbers because he wants to ask one of them out to homecoming. So she's really, really upset and disappointed. She leaves crying and tries to call Wesley, but gets his voicemail. And she heads over to their their Think Rock and finds him there with Madison making out. <sighs> and she is absolutely heartbroken now. It's a gut punch. Wesley comes over and Bianca says, you know what? Don't worry about it. Everything's good. And then she tells him, I saw you and Madison at my special place. This is the place that I showed you and you took some girl there. He thinks they were friends and she tells him, you know what? We weren't. You were embarrassed to be seen at me, seen at school with me. We clearly were not friends at all. She submits an article for the paper, makes amends with Jess and Casey. And even her mom comes in and gives her a pep talk finally instead of just some weird book self-help lingo. Yeah. And... She kind of says, you know, you're a weirdo, so be a weirdo. And she realizes, yeah, that's what I got to do. So the homecoming dances upon us. Her friends, uh, her friend Jess makes her uh, a very Bianca dress. Wesley's there with Madison at the dance. But we get an awestruck entrance from Bianca. And this is kind of like my favorite scene, too. Like my Classic. best scene. It, she's wearing like plaid. Everybody, oh, my God, who's that? Oh, it's Bianca. Like it's. It's your classic it's a typical high teen, school rom-com. High school rom-com yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah. Bianca talks to Wesley and tells him her real feelings. She tells him, you know what, I'm into you. And he tells her that he's gotten back together with Madison. Madison comes right up and threatens to release the video, but Bianca says, go right ahead. She then confronts Madison about being a duff and that she doesn't really care about any of this and what she does. The king and queen are announced, and of course, Madison gets it, and Wesley gets it. And instead of going up to the stage, he goes to see Bianca and kisses her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great moment. Absolutely. I will say, this film did a great job with cheese. Up until this point? Okay. They announce Wesley's name. Yeah. Everybody's like, where is Wesley? Oh my, and he won't go up on stage. Madison's standing there. Where? And then we get like across the crowd. He looks over to Bianca and we hear her in like her normal voice. Like he's very far away. She's like, what are you doing? Aren't you going to go up? And then uh, he says some line that's so like, I should have done this a while ago or something. Like he walks back to her. They kiss. And I'm like, do you think that this was kind of like a, trying to be like a Cinderella story moment where, yes. Yes. yeah, we we're at the end, the rain comes down when yes. they're kissing and it's like supposed to be the slow-mo like motion, like scene. Which, I, I think, I think so. I feel like the whole movie wasn't quite like this. And then at the end they're like, and we're just gonna, we're just grating cheese and we're spraying, <laughs> we're putting it everywhere. There's no confetti right coming here. down. It's grated cheese. No, it's grated cheese. It's, <laughs> this is marble mozzarella. It's everything. We're, we're getting you with the cheese right now. Yes. And then they go to the newsroom to make out, uh, because Bianca wants to rewrite her article. That's right. That was, yes. Yes. Titled, uh, something like it, uh, confessions of a teenage duff. Yeah. 
Her article is kick-ass and everyone loves it and now wants to be a duff. And this reminds me of Mean Girls when everybody wants to just be like Regina George. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it ends with Bianca and Wesley dating and heading to Dave and Buster's, which I think is really cute. I liked the ending of this bu- uh, book, of this movie. It was a book, it but yes, book. the movie. Honestly, like I'm poking fun at that one moment. Top to bottom, such a fun watch. It was. Really well it. done, well executed, loved the acting performances. Yeah, this is this is solid. And now it's finally that time. <laughs> this is for the first time ever, the Rom-Com Rewind presents the Battle of Rom Competence. Hooray! I'm so honored. <laughs> so, yes, we have Bethany on the show. So, Bethany, first of all, uh, tell us about yourself. Who are you? Where are you? Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. I, I detect an accent. I'm not going to lie. Yes. So, I'm in Kentucky. Oh, so fun. Some Very would cool. say the South. Some would say not. It depends on who you ask. I say I'm from the South, and I think my accent reflects that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um about me. I never know what to say when people say, tell me about yourself. I'm married. My husband is currently outside cleaning out a deep freezer for hunting season. Oh my so gosh. that's where we're at. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hunting season up here too. So true soon. Kentucky flavor today. Yeah, I guess so. Eh? And you know what? I mean, the most important tell us about yourself question, what is your favorite romantic comedy, Absolutely. Bethany? We just, got, we just got to clear the air with that. Oh, great question. I'm a huge fan of 13 going on 30. Oh. Jennifer That's Garner. one of my ultimate favorites. And I will be turning 30 next year. Oh, my god! And gosh. I'm debating on having a whole 30 flirting and thriving thing. Oh, you like, totally should. It goes that deep. You absolutely should. With the dress and all. Right? Wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. And you got to have like Michael Jackson and like a whole dance off. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. A dance off? Okay. Maybe right not a now. dance off, but just like a, a, a flash mob. Um, okay. okay. So, you know what? I can explain... How, how about I go through the way everything works? So we did, you know, on our Instagram chat, kind of chat with listeners about, you know, how we could include you, the RCR fam, in the show more. And we realized perhaps the best thing that we could give you is an opportunity to be on the show and not only that, test your, your love of romantic comedies with ours. Yes. Because presumably, if you listen to our podcast a bit, you probably love romantic comedies and we do as well. Yes. So, Bethany... In moments, I'm going to leave the studio. I'm going to walk away. Sarah is going to come in and ask three romantic comedy trivia questions. Questions that have been in our quick facts at some point over the course of the pod. Answer those questions. I'll come back into the studio. I'll be tested on the exact same questions. I just won't have heard them. And I guess, Bethany, we're going to discover if... I don't know. Is there a tagline here? Like, are you more rom-com than Devin? I think is what we're (laughs) trying to discover here, I guess. (laughs) Well, I feel a lot of pressure being the first guest, so hopefully I am. Bethany, you came up with the freaking name of the game, so there should be no pressure. There's a lot of weight on my shoulders right now. Oh no, oh no, there should be no pressure. Okay, I'm going to leave and Sarah's going to come in and ask you a few questions, all right? Okay, sounds good. All right. This is the first ever Rom-Com Rewinds Battle of Rom Competence. Yay. Are you ready? How are you feeling? My palms are sweating. I am so stressed. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) You got this. Okay, question number one. In the movie Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, what role did Patrick Swayze play? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, Is he like an instructor of other dancers? Yes, you got it. 
Oh, that was a total guess. I've actually never watched that one. <laughs> nice. Okay. Second question. The other woman with Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton originally had an R rating. This is because of a specific word they used. What word was that? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Was it the F word? No, but good guess. Yes. <laughs> All right, your final question. Question number three. Okay. An early concept for the film involved all of the Barbies in Barbie Land having paddle hands, modeled after real Barbies' molded plastic hands. However, the idea performed poorly in early camera tests and was eventually scrapped in favor of the actors using their hands as normal. Who supposedly was the best at paddle hands? Oh, it had to be Ryan Gosling, right? No, but good guess. No. <laughs> He's so good at everything else. Why would he be good at that? <laughs> One out of three is really good. Man, it's really not, but you're nice. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to call Devin back in. I really want to win, but okay. Devin, come back in. Okay, here I come. And All right, I'm ready. Let's Let's dive right in. In the movie Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, what role did Patrick Swayze play? Patrick Swayze, Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. That's the second. Um, oh my God. He, oh, Seconds. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was he, was he a dance teacher in that as well? Yes, you got it right. Yes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Good job, Bethany. We, we're on the same Thanks. page. <laughs> Second question. The other woman, with Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, and Kate Upton, originally had an R rating. This is because of a specific word they used. What word was that? Oh, an R rating because of something... Oh, they said a bad word, huh? Oh, penis. Did they say penis or something like that? No, it was vagina. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Wow. You know what? I, by the way, I walked in. I didn't even ask how Bethany did. I just Bethany did one out of three. One out of three. Okay, so Terrible. we're tied right now. <laughs> All right, your final question. Question number three. An early concept for the film involved all of the Barbies in Barbie land having paddle hands, modeled after real Barbies' molded plastic hands. However, the idea performed poorly in early camera tests and was eventually scrapped in favor of the actors using their hands as normal. Who supposedly was the best at paddle hands? It was Kate McKinnon from SNL. Yes, you got she that was, right. yeah, just because she would obviously be no. perfect at that. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> Don't stop it, Bethany. Man. Hey. Well, I got to name the game, so I still win. You really. are, you're literally the namesake for the game. And now every time you hear it on the pod, you'll be like, well, I named the game. And I was also the honorary first member too. So like the yeah, first contestant, so. I guess. Yeah, so good showing either way. <laughs> hey, tell your husband, don't work too hard on the, the deep freezer cleaning, all right? I will. Um, and thank you so much for listening once again. Yeah, of course. I love you guys so much. It's such a fun podcast. We love you too. All right, well, hopefully we'll talk soon, Bethany. Yeah, it's great meeting you guys. Quick facts. Though the source book, The Duff by Cody Keplinger and movie share the same name, the plots are completely different. At the start of the film, Bianca lists five stereotypes a person could be at high school. She lists the stereotypes of the five main characters in the movie The Breakfast Club from 1985. <laughs> 
Bella Thorne's character, Madison, is written specifically for this movie. She did not exist anywhere in the book. Bella Thorne auditioned for the role of Bianca, which went to Mae Whitman. The producers liked her so much they wrote her in the role of Madison. Filmed with an R rating in mind, it was then decided during post-production to make it more family-friendly, and it was edited to obtain a PG-13. Mae Whitman stated that she was frequently bullied in high school growing up and ate lunch in the bathroom on occasion to avoid bullies. These experiences helped her get in the mindset to play her character in the movie. The girl Wesley makes out with in his intro is his real-life girlfriend, now wife as of 2016, Italia Ricci. Although they play classmates in the film, in real life, Mae Whitman is actually nine years older than her co-star Bella Thorne. During the introduction scene where it is shown that Bianca is an honor roll student, you see that she is calling out the answers to questions. One of the answers she gives is anti-disestablishmentarianism, which is the longest non-coined, non-technical real word in the English language with 28 letters. Nick Eversman is the eldest of the cast to portray a high school student and is actually 12 years older than his on-screen co-star, Bella Thorne. Wow. And three years older than Mae Whitman and Robbie Amell. Bella Thorne and Robbie Amell both starred in the movie The Babysitter in 2017. Bianca's house was filmed in the same house as The Fault in Our Stars from 2014. She also has the same colored car. When Bianca is with Jess and Casey in her room, she's watching The Fault in Our Stars on her computer. All of the school administrators are named after U.S. presidents. Mr. Arthur, Principal Buchanan, and Coach Grant. And Principal Buchanan has a photograph of uh, the president behind his desk, and uh, Mr. Arthur has one of uh, Chester A. Arthur behind his. When the Duff Love video begins to go viral, we, we hear different ringtones from other people's phones. One of those ringtones heard is the ringtone that Disney's Kim Possible had for the Communicator. I thought that was so funny. I noticed it right away. I'm like, that's Kim Possible right there. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. <laughs> Many old zombie movie posters can be seen in Bianca's room. Mae Whitman starred as a zombie in Freaks of Nature in 2015, the same year as this film premiered. There are many references to the movie EZA from 2010. For example, the school's mascot in both movies uh, is the Blue Devils. The song Sexy Silk by Jesse J is in both movies. And Mahali Patel has a supporting role in both films. Bianca uses Batman and the Joker as a metaphor during her narration. Both Mae Whitman and Ken Jeong have provided voices for DC comic animations. When Mae Whitman stated, when the guy from Batman fell into that acid and became the Joker, she is referring to the movie Batman from 1989. The pizza that Bianca eats while trying to write her article is Mellow Mushroom. Honorable mentions. I can't believe we've gone this far. And we've only mentioned Alice and Janney once. Mm. Maybe twice, very briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to honorably mention a scene and then I just want to talk about stuff around the scene. Okay. Um, when we're teeing up uh, Dottie, Allison Janney's character, about like, you know, break up with the husband. At one point, she is mowing her husband's clothes <laughs> with the lawnmower. That's right. Yeah. Which was such a fun. I think she had like a glass of wine in her hand, too. She's just <laughs> yes. like totally. She's having her own divor divorce party. She's having a moment. And I, I remember watching that thinking like, I thought I actually saw a weird lawnmower story in the news not long ago <laughs> so i have found for you 
weirdest lawnmower stories. Oh my god. In the news. Oh god. Okay, let's do it. Okay, this first one is a woman who was attacked by both a snake and a hawk while riding her lawnmower. What? This really happened in the states. It was Oh my gosh, I want to say Kentucky. Okay. So uh, she tells the story to the news there that um, her name's Peggy Jones and she's like riding her lawnmower <laughs> and randomly out of the sky, oh my God. a snake falls on her and grabs, oh. it bites her arm. No. So like, she's just like minding her own business. <laughs> Mowing her lawn. <laughs> At, like while she's trying to deal with this snake that has bitten her, ah. a hawk comes down and now also attacks her. And what experts believe is that the hawk grabbed the snake, right. had it in its talons, and mm-hmm. was just flying overhead, and the snake wriggled its way out. Right. I would believe that that's the case as well. Landed directly on Peggy Jones. <laughs> and now, so she was it, like, n- n- no serious injuries, but oh she was in God. the mix of, like, this life or death struggle was happening, like, on her. <laughs> I wonder if it was poisonous. But Do you know what? It doesn't seem to be poisonous. Um, yeah, I know. That, well, that's just, good, because she couldn't be carried away by the hawk. Ultimately, like... <laughs> She's just, yeah. How silly. What a wild story. Um, Okay, next one. To be clear, there are a lot of these stories. No matter where in the world you live, if there are lawnmowers, somebody has gotten a DUI on a lawnmower. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because I found here in Canada, there are stories. Fun fact, friends in Florida, yes, it happens to you guys quite a bit. (laughs) And then most recently, (laughs) Queensland. Um, in Australia, oh, uh, a man has been charged with high range drunk, drunk, drunk driving it. after police found I him allegedly, it. blah, blah, blah. I always joke. You don't want to go biking under the influence cause you're going to get a BUI. That here in Canada, that's true. <laughs> hey, did you know here in Canada, you can get a DUI for paddling a canoe while drunk? Oh, I believe that. You could. Yeah. Genuinely- it's a mode of transportation. Yeah. And I thought I'm like, it doesn't have a motor. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You can actually, there was somebody maybe a you few months ago. You can paddle fast enough where it's dangerous. <laughs> actually, I'll tell this story really quickly because it is, it's very Canadian. Um, like, I mean, it's a DUI, so we don't want to make too many jokes. No. But like this guy was paddling a canoe. Police were like, hey, like that guy appears to be drunk because I think like he said something and somebody's like, that guy's drunk. So police got to like this dock that he was trying to get at and they were like, you get out of the water. And he just like went under the dock and (laughs) stayed there being like, they'll forget about me. Like it's Grand Theft Auto or something like if they can't see me, I don't exist anymore. And they had to like go under the dock to drag him out. I wonder if like he's on the water, if they can charge him or not. Like it's like international (laughs) waters kind of thing. (laughs) <laughs> if I'm far enough from land, you can't get me, man. Yeah. <laughs> and the last story I'll tell you per- pertaining to lawnmowers. Um, this ty- this story is titled The Naked Lawnmower Man and Woman. Oh, no. Uh, Jasper County, Missouri. A, cu- a couple had been arrested after, after they were seen riding naked <laughs> on a lawnmower. When police got them, they, they explained like we were skinny dipping. And somebody stole our clothes. The other part of this story is that they were actually on a stolen lawnmower. Oh, my God. So the God. lawnmowers, they're naked on a stolen lawnmower, guys. Without it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dottie. And my question is, were they really skinny dipping? Oh, no. For sure they weren't. For sure they, <laughs> they weren't. They just went for a joyride on they, a lawnmower naked. They were feeling they, good. They at, should join that nudist um, oh, dating yeah. app. A, a naturist. Um, naturist whatever. nudes. Yeah, That's whatever it, should, it is. That's what yeah. it should be called. It should have been naturist nudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> naturist passion, Sarah. Naturist okay, passion. Same thing.
overall rewatchability. So I've got chemistry, a 4.05. Storyline, a 4.1. Uh, thirst factor, an even four. Mostly Robbie and Mel pumping our score up here. Uh, imagination of 4.05. It was based off a book, but like I thought they still, like I'm thinking imagination in terms of like, you know, how they shot certain scenes I really thought was a little bit out of the box, a little bit unique. Uh, soundtrack is great on this one. I feel like I don't think about the soundtrack often, but when I look at it, Nick Jonas, Jealous, you got Iconopop, you got Jesse J. Great songs on this. The Chainsmokers selfie, big moment. Uh, I gave that a 4.8 and Cheese a 3.5. For an overall score, I've got you at a 4.08 out of 5. Right. So it's just, it just makes it into that like really great territory for me. Okay, my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 3.8. Storyline, 4. Thirst Factor, 4. Imagination, 3.4. Soundtrack, 5. Cheese, 3.85 for an overall for an overall score of 4.00 out of 5. 4, four even. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're, we're pretty much bang on here. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of the Duff. No matter where you are, where you're listening, please throw us a, file, a follow. And if you ever want to chat about anything on the pod, at Rom-Com Rewind on Instagram. Thanks for listening.